Everyone wants to bet on the winning horse at the racetrack. Everyone wants to make a winning bet at the casino or maybe one day win the lottery. Some gamblers even go as far as putting their entire winnings on one number on the roulette wheel on their way out of the casino in an attempt to make their trip life-changing. The vast, vast majority of time, these gamblers are sorely disappointed as the odds at the casino, racetrack, and lotteries are stacked against the better or gambler, particularly over the long term. It's just math and statistics playing out. Thankfully, investing in public equity markets in the U.S. over long time horizons measured in years, not hours, days, or weeks, investors enjoy exactly opposite results of gambling. What do I mean? I mean the odds of being successful and having positive outcomes increase over time horizons and equities as your volatility and return profile decreases. Still many investors who have recently chosen to let an outside RIA, that's registered investment advisor, like Ocarvis, manage their savings or retirement savings, are new to looking at portfolios constructed by outside portfolio managers. Our advisors often get the question, why do you own stock XYZ when stock ZYX is working? Or why don't you own more tech stocks when they're working? Or say energy stocks when they're working? Or for some asset class standpoint, we often hear the statements, I want more growth in my portfolio, or I want more income in my portfolio. As if the equity markets can give you what you ask for on command. This all brings me to this week's episode title, Rotation Nation versus Discipline Diversification. Before we press onward, please take a moment to click on both the subscribe and notification bell so you'll be alerted when our investment team uploads our latest content. Or better yet, give our Oak Harvest team a call at 877-896-0040 to speak with us and set up an initial consultation with one of our advisors to discuss your financial situation. For the first six and a half months of 2023, the U.S. equity markets have rallied considerably overall but with some of the broadest dispersion and returns I've seen in my 30 years of managing money. Here's a comparison of the returns year to date of the S&P 500, the NASDAQ Composite, and the Dow Jones Industrials. I've chosen these as the S&P 500 is the broad market cap weighted index that most investors understand, the NASDAQ Composite is a broad index of large cap growth stocks, and the Dow is a price weighted index that is more representative of dividends or low and stable growth companies paying dividends. As of mid-July, the S&P 500 was up over 18.4%, the NASDAQ composite up over 35%, and the low, slow-growth Dow Jones up about 5.5% total return, including dividends. Contrast this with the calendar year 2022 returns for the same equity indexes. In 2022, the broad S&P was down over 18%, the NASDAQ composite down over 32%, and the Dow Jones down just under 7%. Wildly different returns on the downside in 2022. Almost 180 degrees opposite the returns of 2023. Here are the same three indexes since the COVID lows in the second quarter of 2020. What do you see? You start to see exactly what you would expect. The longer the time period, the more well-behaved each asset. The closer an asset adheres to its longer-term asset return and volatility characteristics. In terms of risk-reward, in terms of volatility and return, the broad S&P 500 index shows a strong positive return of a little over 83% off the COVID bottom. The technology-heavy NASDAQ composite, which fell the most during COVID, is seen bettering the S&P 500 return marginally near 88% return. Finally, the lower growth, higher dividend-paying Dow Jones is bringing up the rear-end performance, with a substantial but lagging two-and-a-half-year return of about 68%. However, that composite index return was about 80% capital appreciation and 20% dividends, materially different than the other two and materially less volatile in price. Zooming out farther, extending the lens to the 2009 great financial crisis lows through mid-July of this year, 
What do you see? You see the S&P 500 returned a bit over 15% per year, the NASDAQ over 18%, and the Dow Jones just short of 14%. All great compound annual returns. Dividends in the reinvestment accounted for next to nothing of your return in the NASDAQ, but dividends accounted for almost 35% of the total return in the Dow and almost 20% of your return in the S&P 500. The only way you really lost out over this time period is if you panic and sold everything during the large drawdowns, or if you try to rotate back and forth between growth focus and income focus. If you found yourself thinking, I need more growth in my portfolio, or I need more income, it made broad allocation changes when the markets were down any time during the last 13 years, changing your long-term goals and objectives for whatever reason, be it elections, COVID, the Ukrainian war, China tariffs, you likely found yourself disappointed in both the growth and income in your equity portfolio. There are no guarantees in the stock markets, except that the exact path forward is always uncertain. In making asset allocation decisions to your portfolio, be it stock or bond mix, or equity style changes are best made when markets are calm and emotions are running low, not when markets are down and volatility is high. Let's get more micro on the same topic. When we look at equity investing in industries and sectors in the stock markets, and we look at shifting money back and forth from sectors, portfolio managers call this rotation. Year to date through mid-July, technology stocks, as represented by the XLK ETF, were up over 42%. Healthcare stocks, represented by the XLV, were flat, industrial stocks almost up 13%, and energy stocks were the, one of the worst groups year-to-date, down minus 3%. These returns were almost completely opposite the 2022 returns, when tech stocks dropped minus 28%, healthcare stocks were close to flat at minus 2.5%, industrials up about 5%, and energy stocks were one of the only winning groups on the year, up over 64%. Going back to the lows in the great financial crisis in 2009, the sector returns plain out and become exactly what an investor would expect. The S&P 500 returned about 15.2% annually since those lows. Healthcare stocks were close to the same annual return at around 14.5% and made up of 75% capital gains and about 25% dividends. Industrial stocks were a little better than the S&P 500 on an annual basis given the economic growth and a big winner were technology stocks, returning over 20% per year without any of their gains from dividends. No income along the way. The dog sector, the worst sector since the great financial lows, has been energy, up about 8% annually. However, almost half of that return has been dividend income along the way. Okay, so what does all this technical gibberish mean to you as an investor? It means, number one, diversification is the only free lunch in the markets at both the asset class and sector level. When growth stock investing is losing, dividend and slower growth investors are likely winning. When technology stocks are doing poorly, there are usually other more stable sectors that are working, usually healthcare staples and utilities. Given that, and given we don't know with precision or accuracy when these trends change, it's wise not to have all your eggs in one basket, one management style, or one sector. So that brings us to the second point. What is it? It's unwise and nearly impossible for an investor to flip back and forth from measuring your portfolio in dollar terms in bad times, I lost XYZ dollars, to I'm not up as much as the S&P 500 in percentage terms in good times. And finally, number three, when an investor decides to make a broad asset allocation change or a major sector allocation change to one's portfolio, it's best done when markets are calmer and asset prices are high. Remember that in any given year, U.S. stocks may outperform. Some years, it's commodities. 
Other times, it's cash or fixed income. Trying to shift large parts of your portfolio around year to year is almost certainly going to lead to subpar outcomes in reaching what are supposed to be long-term financial goals. Take a look at Merrill Lynch's most recent asset class return quilt, showing asset performance by category over the last 20 years. Here at Oak Harvest, we currently manage broad, diversified equity portfolios in sectors and asset classes that balance risk and reward for our clients. For those investors seeking higher dividend income that grows, and for those investors willing to forego some potential price appreciation in favor of lower volatility, we have a dividend growth equity model. For those investors seeking higher long-term price appreciation without the focus on dividend income, we have a blue chip growth equity model. The overall tools our advisors and financial planners use are usually a combination of market and insurance-based tools to meet your retirement goals. Our investment team is busy working on some new and highly unique equity models for our advisors to use as tools for our clients in the not so distant future. Stay tuned to that. The future in the stock markets are always uncertain. And that is why our retirement planning teams plan for your retirement needs first, and your greed second. Give us a call here at Oak Harvest to speak to an advisor and let us help you craft a financial plan that helps you meet your retirement goals. Call us here at 877-896-0040 and schedule an advisor consultation. We're here to help you on your financial journey into and through your retirement years. From myself, from Charles, James, and the rest of the team here at Oak Harvest, have a blessed weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results.